Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. Yay! This one is about working with zero budget. I am your host Samantha De La Heron and I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Let's get started with some topics we'll discuss. Um, we're going to be talking about how there are always costs with a no-budget production. I'll be telling you some money-saving tips and how to raise money, some legalities to look out for, how to spruce up your film on the cheap, and I'll be telling you about some other very successful low-budget films to give you a little inspiration. So why don't we jump right into it? First things first, there are always costs with a no-budget or a micro-budget film. You got to either rent or buy equipment. You can, you gotta eat. You gotta have food and drinks. There's transportation costs with gas or renting vehicles or just taking the bus even. If you want to enter your film in a festival or a contest, they a lot of the time have entry fees that you might have to pay for. If you want to do the right way and not guerrilla filmmaking, then you might have to get permits or even insurance in some cases. If you want to promote your film, whether that be a sponsored ad on Facebook, or if you want to have it promoted on a billboard if you want to go that big, or just anything like that, that will cost you money as well. And if you want to license anything like logos, music, anything of that sort, then there will be fees for that as well. So those are just some things to look out for, some things people don't really think about. So like I never really thought about permits until I went through film school and I was like, oh wait, there are permits. A lot of the time, if you are a student, you can get film permits for free though. So that's really cool. And that is a perfect segue into our next segment on money saving tips. This first one is very, very important. So listen up. Always, always, always use cash instead of credit cards because you do not want to have really bad interest fees if you can't pay off what you what you borrow basically and you don't want to damage your credit or you don't want to go into debt so having cash on hand that's what it's called is way better to spend that than to go into debt over something that i know is your passion project or maybe something you're just doing for fun as a hobby But you don't want to add that stress to yourself and it'll just end up costing you more in the long run, like literally and figuratively. So always use cash on hand instead of credit cards. Another one is use what you have on hand or what you can borrow. Believe it or not, some movies have been shot on iPhones and old camcorders. Like use what you have. And if your friend has a nice camera, ask them if you can borrow it. I mean, they might say yes, or your cousin has a great tripod, ask them for that. Just whatever you can get will really help you, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help. Plus, you'll save a little dough in the meantime. Do not buy new clothes for your wardrobe. Go to thrift stores or have your actors supply their own clothes, because chances are they got close and there you go (laughs) problem solved and you won't have to spend any money at all or you'll have to spend a very small amount so it's a win-win another thing people like to do is to print a script for every person that you're gonna have on set or at least the main actors and that can get really costly and even if you have a home printer that can cost you a lot of money in ink ink is not cheap or it could cost you money going and printing it at like Office Depot or whatever. 
So instead of doing that, why don't you share your script through the cloud with Google Drive or OneDrive or any of those other things? Because everyone will have a copy of the script. They can duplicate it so they can highlight whatever their parts are, whatnot. And everyone will have a copy. And then if you really want one for yourself, at least you're just paying for yours. If it's a 120 page script, that's going to add up. So at least just having one will make you feel like, oh, yay, I got a real script, quote unquote, real script, and it won't cost you as much. Another thing you could do is rent gear from other filmmakers, and there's tons of different platforms out there, but one that's really cool is the ShareGrid platform. I'm not getting paid to say this. This is just something that I came across, and it looked pretty cool. Um, and sometimes you can even ask for a one-day rate when you're renting for the entire weekend. So instead of three whole days you're paying for, you're just paying for one and you get to keep it for three days. And I think that is an excellent thing. So try that out. This is something that I use. It's called the DigiSlate app. I learned about it from one of my professors in college and he uses it too. Um, I think like the pro, like non-ad version is like $1.99. Like it's really not that expensive, but I use the free one and it works just the same. It's all good. Um, it's called DigiSlate. So instead of having one of those very, very expensive, uh, physical, huge slates, like just, just use the app. It's free. It works. It's all good. Also, use tons of other free apps for storyboarding, budgeting, shot listing, editing, and even screenwriting. There are tons of apps out there and you'll be surprised what you can find for free. And they'll save you money for sure when you don't have to spend money on a giant new platform for your laptop. Keep your locations to a minimum. The less you have to travel, it's going to be way easier. You won't have to pay for gas. You won't have to pay for everyone to get there if you're taking the bus or whatever. And also, it's just better. I don't, I don't know. Like You'll have all your stuff in one spot and you won't have to rent out other places or get more permits, things like that. So try to keep your locations to a minimum and that will save you money. This is something that helps me all the time when I'm filming um, DIYs. There are tons and tons of YouTube videos and articles on how to make your own things for filmmaking like rigging tripods or making your own dollies out of a towel like trust me <laughs> it's weird but they work and it's it'll really up your quality while saving you money and here's my last money saving tip college actors are really happy to work for free or just for the experience or credit on the film and they just want to get out there and act as i'm sure you just want to get out there and film and make a movie so if you just ask college actors and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to work for free and just for experience and credit. This is a little short thing I wanted to talk about because I've never really had to I guess raise money in like a formal setting for a movie. Um, I've just kind of used what I have and done all the things that I listed above so um, but if if you need to raise money for your film you can ask friends and you can ask family and you can ask other crap other cast and crew members and I'm sure someone will be willing to help you and if not then you can go to strangers and ask them to help you on websites like GoFundMe. I know they have a couple other ones. Not being paid to say that but I'm just saying it's helped a lot of people it seems like so maybe give that a try. 
You can also go the old-fashioned route and try yard sales, garage sales, or even a car wash just to raise some money. And I think it will be lucrative, I hope so. Hopefully that'll help you get your film made. The next thing we're talking about is legalities. So I am not a lawyer, (laughs) and I am not offering you any sort of legal advice. This is just something that you might want to think about and um, do your own research on. (laughs) That's a little COA. So make sure that you have contracts with your casting crew and your locations um, because that way you have something signed by you and by them saying that they're not going to come back and ask you for money if your movie gets made big, you know? You don't want to have to owe people in the future. So try to have contra- try to have contracts. It might save your butt. Another one is permits. You do not want to do the whole guerrilla filmmaking thing where you spring into some crazy location and you don't have a permit because they could sue you for that and that'll just cost you way more than the 25 or $100 it takes to get a permit. So just just get a permit, okay? Just, just do it. <laughs> I'm not offering legal advice. All right, let's talk about how to spruce up your film on the cheap. So if you invest in good sound over good picture, it'll help you a little bit, like if you had to choose between the two. Um, like it's been proven that people find horrible sound way worse than horrible picture. So if you had to invest in one, I would say invest in a good mic over like super good camera because I think that'll just end up helping you (laughs) and that'll just help you stay on the cheaper side but also giving people what they want. If you know your cinematography basics, then it'll up your quality. Like if you do the rule of thirds, you have enough headroom and whatnot, and you do three-point lighting and any other tricks and different things, then that'll help you with your quality a a lot, and that'll make up for the lacking picture or whatnot. And it's pretty much free to look things up on the internet, so there you go. Story is everything. If you have a good story, then everyone will kind of forget about all the other things that you might be quote-unquote lacking in. And just make sure your story is nice and polished, it's good, and you've had multiple people read it and uh, give you feedback on it and do more than one draft, I would say. Lighting can make a really big difference in making your film more cinematic. You don't need professional lights. Like, there are so many tutorials online on how to do this. Um, Just colored bulbs or even those dividers you can put in your binders. Like, those can give you completely different looks. So, go ahead and check that out because they are really awesome. And it can really help you with your quality without spending a ton of money. Alright, now I want to talk about something really cool. It's some low-budget films that ended up being really successful. The first one is The Blair Witch Project. It came out in 1999, and their original budget was $60,000, and at the box office they got $246.8 million. Look at that! That's awesome. Another one is Friday the 13th, came out in 1980, and their budget was $550,000, and at the box office they got $92.7 million, according to Collider. (laughs) It's an article I found. 
But I found another uh, statistic. According to Google, their budget was $700,000, and at the box office, they made $59.8 million. So a little bit less for a little bit more money they spent, but I still think that's, like, really great. This one is really impressive in my mind. Paranormal Activity came out in 2007, and it was, I believe, the first movie that Blumhouse ever did, the production company owned by um, Jason Blum, and their budget, $15,000, and at the box office was $193.4 million. That is crazy. It just goes to show you what you can do with some creativity and a camera. Another low-budget movie was Halloween, which came out in 1978. Their original budget was $300,000. And the box office, they got $255.5 million. That is crazy. I love that movie. And I'm so happy it's one of those really interesting success stories. And the last one we'll be talking about is Mad Max. And this one's pretty impressive. It came out in 1979. Um, I'm talking about the original, not the remakes. And the budget was $300,000. And are you ready? Are you ready? At the box office, they got $378.9 million. And I believe it is still the highest uh, grossing film or what's it called? It's the most successful film in terms of money-making based on what they spent compared to what they um, made at the box office, I believe. At the time of recording, I believe that is true. Alright, you guys, let's wrap up this episode by doing This Week in Film History. So, I am recording this on Monday, February 15th, 2021, and this week in film history, on February 19th, 1942, Dutch actors protested obligatory membership of the culture chamber, and on February 21st, 1949, US TV soap opera, A Woman to Remember, is first broadcast on Dumont Television Network. And that was This Week in Film History. Let me know, have you ever worked on No Budget? And tell me how that went and what were your struggles? What was your successes? I know I have worked with No Budget before, like I talked about. Go ahead and subscribe and keep on tuning in to this podcast, The Dutch Angle Chronicles. And please, please, please leave a review because that really does help. And I'll tell you where you can contact us. So on Twitter and Instagram, we are at DA Chronicles Pod, all one word. And you can email us any answers to questions or just to say hi at Dutch Angle Chronicles, all together at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have an amazing day, week, month, and year, and I will see you guys on the next one. I am your host, Samantha Delaheron, and please tune in to the next episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles. Bye!